The swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, Bravani Bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the Bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BravaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. Welcome back to Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm, I'm Pat Renwick. And this is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Yes. And, and America, do you speak into Dorch? Because we do right here, right now. FLW Tour Pro winner, champion, ladies and gentlemen, Bradley Dorch. Yeah. Woo. Yes. Welcome to the, to the show, Bradley. What's going on, guys? It's good. It's good to have you, man. Man, it's good to be here. I love the show. <laughs> Thanks, dude. We, we we have a good time. You know, it's 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 cut and dry. That's the objective. Dry, you know. Yeah. So the first question uh, that I have for you is, um, what size worm weight do you use? No, that's a normal bass fishing show. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> that's a normal bass fishing show. I'm just kidding. But the real deal is, Bradley. You beat Brian Thrift. You beat hey, Brian. That's, you, that's what I'm talking about. You beat Brian Thrift. Yes. That's been hard to do, too. Yeah, the dude's been, dude, dude's been on fire. He he's like Denzel Washington, man on fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's a beast. He's a beast. But you know what, dude? You persevered at this Harris chain. It, it, it's a it's a life changer to win any event, man. Congratulations! Is it Thanks. sunk in? I, I appreciate it. I know it's uh, it's it's been a crazy week since I've won. <laughs> I'm sure nonstop, right? Oh, the phone's been ringing off the hooks, text messages, Facebook messages, and. I'm the type of guy I've been sitting here for basically since I got in two nights ago and I've tried to answer, you know, everyone personally and it's uh it's it's been a challenge for sure. Man. I mean and <laughs> arrest those thumbs. And and, and there's no offense intended uh, on this statement, but uh, Bradley, you're you know, you're you're not the typical bass touring pro. Okay? You I mean, you're just a dude. You're just a dude. That's it. You're just a dude. And you won a big ass derby. That's right. I mean, a hundred uh, hundred thousand G's, by the way. Yeah. Did you go to like? Did you treat yourself to like something expensive, like Arby's or something after that? Large Coke. Yeah, I did a Wendy's, a triple cheeseburger, like a baconator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking my language right there. You got to go with the triple Victory right there. Victory dinner. That's right. And, 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 and large it up. Large it up. You know, uh, you kind of you kind of went away from the norm on that uh, on that Harris Chain deal, and uh, you had a bunch of guys chasing those uh, those spawners, and 
you kind of knew a little something. You were you were like, you know what? I don't I don't think that's the deal. I I gotta I gotta do something else. Tell everybody what you did. Yeah, when you uh, I, I lived. What a lot of people don't know is I lived down in Florida for a while, and uh, still getting messages. And <laughs> and I, I knew by the uh, you know being living down there, you know, I try to look at everything you know on like a bass calendar instead of like a a regular calendar. And uh, I, I knew with the mild winter, my mom lives down there, and I'm, I've been calling her, hey, look, what's the weather been? What's what's this been? I've been looking, and, and I had a feeling before we showed up. I told a couple guys I stay with, I said, uh, I said we're not fishing a typical March tournament. We're fishing uh, an uh, April tournament. Right. You know, just by the water temperature. And, and I knew the moon, and it's funny because you, if you listen to the doc talk or you listen to guys, I mean, it was the whole week. Oh, man, I seen 20 big ones on bed. I seen this on bed. I seen that on bed. And I just said, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not going in there looking. I just, I'm not going to do it. Is that, is that just, so, is, is that just because, uh, yeah, it's, you don't like doing it or you don't feel comfortable doing it or you'd rather wind them? He knew. No, I would rather wind them, but I don't mind doing it. I just knew that it wasn't going to hold up for four days. Right. Um, I, I figured they were going to smash me the first day, and I figured if I could just kind of hang on in there after the first day, you were going to see some big changes on day two, day three, and, of course, day four, which we did. Thank yeah. the Lord. Yeah. 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 You weathered the storm. Yeah. That's for sure. That's it. I was just trying to survive and get out of there the first day and put myself in contention to, you know, I mean, cash a good check. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's important <laughs> for me to get a, get a check. $100,000. Sure you sure did cash a good check, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, we, we had, uh, we had another, uh, uh, tour pro, uh, your, your buddy, Mike McClellan was on here. Right, uh, you know, he was he played lead off here tonight, and he kind of had a three prong approach to the to the deal that he won over there on the uh, on the table rock, and and you kind of had a little three prong thing going too uh, on the Harris. Yeah, game. I did. I, I didn't break out the uh, the third prong until the final day, <laughs> and uh, I wish I would have broke it out a little earlier, but but I stayed with pretty much like a one two punch between flipping pads and you know and and throwing a. You know, a rattle trap out in the hydrilla. So that was, that was kind of my, my deal of the week. I'd bounce between the two. If we got some wind, I'd run out to the hydrilla. <clears throat> Sorry. And then if I, uh, if it was sunny and slick, I kind of stayed in the pads or right on the edge of the pads. And, and we got to see you doing some of that firsthand on the, on the FLW live. And, and what a cool deal that is now too, that FLW is bringing that to the fans, man. I mean, we, yeah, we, we it's uh, it, yeah, the FLW Live is is huge. I mean, that's something they've been needing for a long time, and and I'm finally glad they got on board, and I'm glad that I happened to be a part of it while they were on board. Yeah, and um, and your mom's happy too because Byron's on there. I swear, <laughs> don't even remind me. <laughs> well, hey. By- Byron's not even returning my phone calls right now. I hope he's watching. So I did something well, to make man, if, if you need me to, I'll get my mom to call him. I'm sure he'll answer. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you mentioned that you were running to the hydrilla if you got a little wind out there. Uh, explain to those of us that don't know um, why, why the wind is so important on a, on a grass slide like that. 
Well, you know, it's it really it's not deep by drilling. You're still in Florida, and you know everything. You figure it's it's five foot or less, and just that little bit of wind breaks up the the surface enough to kind of it, it gives them a look at the bait, but it doesn't let them look at it too good. So you can actually get them to come out and eat it. And a lot of times, if they don't want to eat it, the nice thing about the hydrilla is it hangs your bait up. So you know, if you can kind of bog it up, if they don't want to eat it, when you snatch it out, you can you know pretty much force feed them. Right. That's right. it. And and those Florida bass, man, reckon that reckon that uh that vibrating bait, dude, when you rip it out of there, that's a pretty special deal. Oh, absolutely. You know, but the the bad part about it was, you know, on day three I went down there and was snatching it out of the grass and, and the fish really wasn't I should have changed colors on the third day and I didn't do it. And uh and they were coming out and trying they, they, they didn't want to eat it they were just swiping at it so i wasn't getting a good hook set and i lost two big ones right off the bat Oof. and uh final day though when it counted i finally made a made a couple of changes and uh and been put them in the boat nice you, you had a pretty unique way of gearing up uh for ripping those uh those uh rattling baits out of there i mean you you, you weren't necessarily using a conventional uh florida setup you know, tell us about that. Now, yeah, uh, Enigma Fishing, you know, they're a rod company. They build, uh, you know, some awesome rods. I've been with them actually two years and, and blessed to be with them. And during practice, you know, a lot of that hydrilla was, the, the better hydrilla was really thick, and it was, you know, it was hard to get the bait out of it. And I kept playing with, you know, rod combinations and reel combinations and line combinations till finally, you know, I ended up digging a uh, – uh, it's a 710 Aaron's Edge. It's a cranking rod. It's built for like a 20XD. It's built for, you know, a, a, a DD22. Um, right. I'm in an 8, 8XD or a DD22. It's a bigger cranking rod, but, you know, it had enough backbone, but it had enough tip where you could throw it, you know, in the grass and then rip it out. And it it had come out relatively easy, which saved my arms and my elbows <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> With a little heavier rod, but it still has enough tip to keep them from tearing off. Have you ever had a conversation with Aaron about the Enigma rods? Like, have you ever sat down and talked to him? I've never really sat down and talked to him. Jesse that owns Enigma, you know, kind of gave me the rundown and said, look, you know, he picked out the blanks. This is his deal. And what well, I have talked to him on the phone a few times. And, you know, when you speak to him, he's very uh, meticulous about every little detail he's a little bass wizard <laughs> is what aaron is he is a bass wizard and the nice thing about it is is you know when you buy the rod or you throw the rod you know this guy had his hand on it so <laughs> you know you're you're getting the real deal whenever you whenever you purchase it yeah there was a little bit of thought put behind this yeah. blank I, I believe <laughs> behind everything aaron does there, there's no doubt about it hey uh ryan give us a little history let get, get well refer- dude you you uh I mean, in your short time with FLW, you've you've done very well. I mean, in my opinion, thirty-two. You fished thirty-two events, four top tens, two wins, and uh, and that's just one year as a pro. And your first year as a pro, you got a win already. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty impressive, man. Um, what yeah, what, what it, were you fishing other special. than this? What's that? What uh, what were you fishing before FLW? I mean, I don't, I don't think you just jumped in and fished. Your first thirty-two tournaments as in FLW, <laughs> and then uh, and then hit the road. I didn't. I used to bounce between you know the it was the Rayovax or the Everstarts back in the day. I fished a lot of those as a co-angler, and then I fished the Opens actually for five or six years, 
as a co-angler. Okay. So I spent a lot of time in the back back of the boat, and then you know I, I had a uh, I traveled with Tom Hamlin Jr. from Georgia, which sure. is a deep water stick. Uh, I actually got an opportunity to fish with Matt Heron a few times, and uh, there was a, a local guy that's really good, David Foshi. I traveled with him, so I mean I had some some awesome guys to fish with, and you know that that that's the biggest thing i'm i'm 37 of course at at 21 22 when i started doing it i wanted to be in the front of the boat uh number one i couldn't afford to go to the front of the boat and number two i honestly didn't have enough knowledge to go to the front of the boat so it's it's taken a long time to get to the front but it's uh it's de- it's paying off quick and that uh co-angling like that give you a lot of knowledge as well right yeah, you know what? Uh, you know if if you do get a bad draw, so what? You you figure out what not to do. Yeah, right, <laughs> and I, right. I I kept a lot of notes, and I and I bought maps everywhere we went, and I would circle and say, okay, yeah, I fished here, water temp was here, uh, don't go back here, you know, right. or I would circle it and say, yeah, this place is awesome. Here's the water temp, time of year we were there. This is where you what you're looking for. So nice. I I I, I kept my notes. Nice. <laughs> hey, are you are you aware that your last name has now uh, turned into a fishing adjective? I've just figured this out. Uh, my <laughs> wife sent me a thing Sunday night and said, "Hey, congratulations, uh, you are Dorchin." <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a dance now, too. They're doing the Dorch. They're doing the Dorch. Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, that, I'm sure it's not a very good dance if you're dancing to <laughs> the Dorch. And it's also a language. It's speaking the Dorch. Hey, that I, I have my own language. You hear the redneck accent? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's totally defined yet what dorching is. Yes. I mean, if you're dorching, I, I don't know if that's your, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what they're saying. But it's yet to be defined, so you have a chance now. Yes. To really define I think it. it's a derby winner. Dorching yeah. is it's, winning a derby. It's defined as very and then the fire emoji con. <laughs> oh, yes. Very fire. Bradley's, very fire. Bradley started the Old morning fire. dorching with a seven and eight pounder. Yes. <laughs> There's no doubt about it that you did. Hey, uh, a lot of people um, noticed that uh, that you weren't wearing a jersey at this derby. Ah. You know, I knew this was coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Love and, it. and I kind of, I kind of figured it out. I mean, I know the answer to this. Do you want to talk about that, or I mean, why- yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's it's because I had mercury on my jersey, and it's because I had blazer boats, uh-huh. which is a, a a pretty awesome boat, by the way. Yes, yeah, I, that's like yeah. the fastest boat in the planet, isn't it? Hey. You know, I, I come out of like a 19 foot Ranger with an old 200, and it was a it was a good boat, and I won a ton of money out of it. Before that boat, I fished. You know, I you said something about some BFL top tens. That was out of a 1989 16 foot Fisher with a 60 horse Mercury. Nice. So, uh, I, I've been a long time, and I got tired of people passing me. <laughs> so I bought a laser, and now I just drive by their ass because I can. Yeah, you call that hammer down in the hammer lane. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That, that's How fast are you going in that? Like even in practice, I just pass people just to pass them because I hadn't passed <laughs> nobody in so many years. I just drive by them, like wide open. <laughs> How fast are you going in that blazer? Fully loaded. This co-angler, his gear. Uh, live wheels full tanks that run seventy seven. Wow, Dude, that's cooking. That's face peelers. 
You oh yeah, the, yeah, like slobbers running out of your co-angler's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's outstanding. Hey, uh, we we like to play games on this show. You ever been on a bass fishing game show? I never have, but I was playing along with McClellan's show a while ago. Okay, well we got we got. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't get to play with Randy, so so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play a little game. Uh, th- this one's called uh, this one's called the Bassin Match Game. Okay, let's it's, do it. It's the Bassin Match Game. Hey, welcome everybody to the Bassin Match Game. I'm your host Pat Renwick, Bradley Dorch, FLW Tour Pro. He's coming at us live right now, Bradley. I'm gonna say something here. I'm gonna say a phrase, and you tell me how it relates to bass fishing. The Bass and Match Game. Bradley, the first word to you. Oh, these are numbers. 22 pounds, 4 ounces. 22 pounds, 4 ounces. Big sack. Big sack. There's no doubt, but the, the significance of that is George, oh. George W. Perry. George W. Perry, world record bass. Okay, get, mark him one wrong. Mark, Bradley got one wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh uh, can I have more music? I, I need game show music. Yeah, there, there it is. We go. Thank you. Right, we're this back. gets me in the mood. Uh, frigid. Frigid. I live in South Alabama. I don't know nothing about frigid. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to accept that. Give him, give that one to Bradley. Ding. Right there. Keeps you smiling. Keeps you smiling, Bradley Dorch. This game is tough. Uh, uh, it is, yeah. Big bags. I don't know. Big, well, big uh, bass. Okay. The the correct answer is a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar check. Okay. Dang. There it is. <laughs> Too wrong for Bradley. Uh, playing it safe, Bradley. Playing it safe. Playing it safe is never locking through. Never locking through. G- give him that one, Ginge. Ginger's got him on that one. Wilderbeast. Wilderbeast. That's something that's actually would be a mudfish a mud? or a grinnel. Yeah, I hate those grinnels. <laughs> them bowfins are ornery, man. That's right. I don't even want to touch them half the time. Bait crushers. No, don't, don't lip them. No, don't do that. <laughs> that. That's dangerous. Kicking the dead horse. That's when you've had a crappy practice and you continue to do the same thing. <laughs> over and over. And you Bonus Brad, points for that one. Bonus points. Bradley got four out of six, and uh, you won uh, $7. You won $7, Bradley. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, our, our social media guy, J.P. High, is going to send that to you in the mail. Sweet. Tell him to Cash. go buy a cheeseburger with it. I'm good. <laughs> you got that covered already. He will. Don't you? Thank you. Hey, uh, JP, speaking of that, anything going on on the social media for Bradley? Yeah, yeah we got a good one from uh, Jan Lopez. What's one bait you always had confidence as a co-angler to catch one out of the back of the boat? That would be a net bait salt lick, which is a Cinco style. Okay. Works everywhere you go. Can't, nice. can't beat it. Can't beat it. Green pumpkin. Green pumpkin, Brad. You never leave home without green pumpkin and June bug. There you go. Especially in Florida. Got the have, right answer. Got to have that. Right. Got to have that June bugger right there. <laughs> <laughs> there. There's no doubt about it. Hey, you know, um, the whole deal with with Florida fishing is Florida. 
they're finicky fish. They're they're not normal bass. I mean, I lived down there for ten years, so I know a little bit about them. But I kind of forgot a lot about them too. But but I I know they're not a normal beast, are they? No, they're not. They're uh, any slight little temperature change and uh, any they. What a lot of people don't understand is in Florida, you know, a lot of those lakes that are on, there's no current. You know, they don't generate current. They don't pull current. So the wind is the key to everything. The, the, the wind dictates the water color. The wind dictates the current. The wind, the wind is everything. I know a lot of people say, man, I hate fishing in the wind. Nah, down there, you need some wind. The wind is your friend. That's that's exactly right. I mean, that's the way I've always looked at it. You know, a lot of that clean water that you really need, the Florida bass like clean water, and a lot of the clean water, you know, backs up in the back of the grass and the back of the reeds. Well, if you get the wind, a lot of times the wind will dirty up one side, but the other side will clean up, you know, while the other side's being dirty. And then vice versa, it just pushes the clean water around and, you know, pushes the dirty water around. You just you just got to adjust. They Every day is different down there. So clean water and wind, key to catching Florida bass. And, and stable weather. And, yeah, definitely stable weather. You know, that tournament was setting up to be a, a slugfest, and, and it turned out to be very good. But that final morning, I was kind of a little concerned. We had that front come through, and when I got to the ramp, it was definitely cooler. And um, But usually, you know, thank goodness the second day of a front down in Florida is usually the worst day. So it was we were right on the front end of it. So it, it, it turned out good. And, and it turned out real good. Those Florida fish, man, I mean, I had a buddy – uh, that I used to fish some derbies with down in Florida, and he would literally only show up to the dance with uh, with red shad, green flake, and June bug, seven inch yeah. ribbon tails. That's it. That's I, it. That's all you need. You know, don't don't complicate it. That's what I kept saying, telling myself. Listen, don't don't complicate this. It's you know, rattle trap, chrome and blue or shad pattern. Mm-hmm. And color wise worm, June bug. And, and it would always be the it would always be in the clearer water was the red shad and in the dirtier stuff the June bug. That's right. Florida, That's right. Florida A lot fishing. of times in the clear, I will swap to a watermelon red color. A lot of times they do like a watermelon in really clear water, but we never had that this week. I mean it we had good water, but it wasn't gin clear. Right. Hey, right. hey, was there a moment on the on the final day of that tournament where you, you knew you had it? Or you really felt like you had it won? Honestly, no. I, I knew that I needed to catch 20-plus to probably have a shot, but I never really I, I never really knew. And then once I got in, um, uh, we got in the bag line, and they called me down to come do an interview. And when I was going down to do the interview, I heard a, uh, a spectator say, oh, JT Kenny smoked him today. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that, and I'm like, "Oh boy, this is not going to be good." <laughs> and uh, I did my interview, and he weighed in, so I didn't get to see him weigh in. And when I got back, you know, it was almost time for me to weigh in. So I'm trying to do the the math in my head. You know, God's going to take 21 to win. You know, and and I thought I had around 20 and a half. So honestly, no, I did not. And you don't want the uh, the Kenny Powers of bass fishing. That's JT Kenny. You don't want you don't want him on your tail, dude. No, <laughs> he's taken enough money from me. Yeah, he's over a, the years. We we between learned, BFLs and Rayovacs and, and Costas and yeah, no, and I'm he, good. We learned he's a T man, not an A man on this show. 
right here. That's <laughs> as, as, as we learned about about JT Kenny Bradley. We're, I'm getting the, I'm getting the signal. We're uh, we're right up against the clock here. Is there anything that you want to say to your to your fans or your sponsors before we get out of here? Yeah, actually, I have a lot of uh, construction trash buddies. That's what I am. Is uh, you know, work industrial construction. I'm construction trash. So I wanted to tell all my uh, construction buddies hello, and I appreciate them tuning in. And uh, now it's just uh, you know, I, I got a few sponsors. I don't have you know a lot of paying sponsors. So uh, anybody that's interested, definitely uh, check me out at Bradley George Fishing on Facebook. Uh, Bradley Dorch on Instagram. Uh, I'm game. Some, would, something's got to give sooner or later. Yeah. Who would you like for a sponsor? Who would you oh, like? Man. Like uh, name, name somebody. Name a company. Actually, Wind Creek Casino in Atmore, Alabama. Okay, Wind Creek Casino. <laughs> you you got to say it again one more time. Wind Creek Casino. It's in Atmore, Alabama. They have an amazing facility. And uh, I mean, Atmore used to be known for a prison. <laughs> Now we're known for a casino. Now it is known nice. for the casino. See, that's how you do it. You just say stuff. You know, like we always say Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Yeah, but- Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're learning. Bradley Dorch, thank you so much. Uh, it's great to learn a few things about you. Thanks for coming on and clowning around with us, dude. A- absolutely. I appreciate it. Anytime uh, you guys uh, can't get somebody halfway decent, I'm always here for you. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome anytime. It ain't like that, man. We're, we're glad that you're doing well, and we hope to see a, a lot more from you in the future, buddy. Keep it up. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, take care of yourself. So, uh, s- safe travels, man, and uh, and go, go knock them out at Cumberland. Keep this up. I'm on try. We'll we'll see. I, I, it's, I'm feeling a little better after that hundred G's. You are, and and but don't eat too many triples from Wendy's. It'll slow you down. I know. Heart attack in the sack. <laughs> It'll slow you down. Thank you so much, Bradley. Hey, that uh, that wraps up another straight cast outdoor cartoon television. I'm Pat Renwick, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker, JP. Hey, yeah. Andy Ginger, and Larry Kyleman is in the house. Larry, we are bidding you adieu farewell we will catch you next week right here same bat place same bat time straightcast.net and straightcast facebook page uh don't forget about straightcast on instagram straightcast on uh where else are we on the iTunes. iTunes. We, to- we, we go on the iTunes and, and leave Facebook, a review iTunes, and tell them how sexy Instagram. you think that Larry Kyleman is. YouTube. Make sure you do it right here. Tell catch em. you next week. I'm Pat Remwick. Peace. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!